0: Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Woo! Welcome to Life Church. We are so glad that you're here. Why don't you guys stand up to your feet if you're able? Um, we have really been praying about this morning, planning some awesome times. Uh, this first song is going to be a fun one. I'm going to really need you to participate. Can you can you guys help me out? Yes. All right, let, let's do it. Like this. There you go. Yes, God, we come to worship you this morning. We give you the praise. All right, follow after me like this. Come on, sing it out.
1: And Yahweh, 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 Holy is your name. Holy is your I don't want to take it. we give you the praise Lord we lift you up and Yahweh Yahweh holy is
2: your name
1: holy is your name I don't want to take it in
2: vain
1: Yahweh There will be no other guy before you There will be no other guy before you
0: those hands going. Yes, God, we lift you up this morning, putting nothing else before you. There is no one like you. And we are desperate for you this morning, God. We are desperate for your touch. We are desperate for your love. There is nothing else like you, God. Come on. All right, you ready to sing this next part? I need you to say no one. Who else can lead us, lead us to freedom? No one, no one, no one. And who else can heal all our sins and diseases? No one, Only you, no God. One, no
1: one. And who else can walk, walk on the water? No one, no one, no one. And who else can answer, answer by fire? No one, no one, no one can bring down the tallest of giants no one no one no one and who else can silence the roar of the liar? no one no one no one and who else is worthy worthy of worship no one
2: no one there is no
1: no one. one who else is worthy worthy of worship no one no one no one No one, nowhere. No one, nowhere. There is none like you. No, no one, one, nowhere. No one, nowhere. No one, nowhere. Yeah. Nobody like you. Nobody like you. No one, nowhere. No one, nowhere. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Nowhere. way no one no way no one know way nobody like you nobody like you no one way no one know way come on don't
0: get tired keep those hands
1: going we praise you Lord we're going change it up
0: say lover of my soul.
1: Lover of, my soul. lover of my soul Lover of my soul
0: Lover
1: of my soul Lover of my soul There is no one Nobody
2: like you
1: Nobody like you There is no one you. like you No one, no away. No one, no way Lover, lover of my soul Lover of my
2: soul, lover of my soul, lover of my soul.
0: your voices up.
1: And there will be no other God before you. There will be no other
2: God before you. There is no one above you, no one beside you, nobody
1: like you. There is
0: God, there is no one like you, God, and we draw close. There is no one like you, God, and we are desperate for your touch. God, right now, would you forgive us for the times that we have tried to replace you with with different things going on in our lives, with staying busy, with different... Anything else but you. God, we ask that you would fall upon us, yes. that you would rest on us, that your Holy Spirit would move. Thank you. God, there is none like you. None we like thank you so much for your love, and we ask that, that you would be here, drawing us close, that you would be with us, that you would be speaking, that you would be moving.
3: Thank you, Lord. Yes, God, there is none like you. Spirit was moving over the water, spirit come move over us. Come rest on us, come rest on us as the spirit was moving over the water, spirit come move over us. Come rest on us, come rest on us. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the
2: room, you're here and I know you. Are.
0: draw close to you this morning.
4: Freedom to worship. Freedom to worship. Freedom to worship. Pour your hearts out. freedom. Freedom to worship.
0: Just this week, we've been obviously preparing and planning. We had these songs chosen. Hopefully, you've uh, been blessed. But it's not about the songs that we choose, it's about how we allow God to move, allow God to enter in, not just this place, this building, but enter into our hearts. And just this week, I felt a after we posted songs, you know it was fun. Singing that there's no one like Jesus has been fun, but after we posted songs this week, God put another song on my heart. Just about being desperate for God, kind of like the same, same idea, but really being hungry for Him. Us that are hungry. And you know I I like a good meal every now and then. And when I don't eat, I can feel that pain in my stomach. It really disturbs me. You know, some people talk about getting hangry and not being able to to function until they get their food. Even there's Obviously, medical conditions and there's malnourishment and all of that stuff that goes on. But just that daily hunger can interrupt what we do. And Jesus taught us that man should not live by bread alone. And I think there's a lot of us that are spiritually hungry right now. That we need God in our lives. That we can't survive another day without partaking of what he has for us we can't survive another moment with allowing with without allowing him in i think there's a desperation for God to move in our lives right now just this week as i felt God stirring in my heart giving this me this song we're about to sing in a moment just this week in one of our local high schools there was a move of God through a young person this school said usually we don't let usually we wouldn't let a, a junior speak in chapel because we want someone with a little bit more experience a veteran in the speaking world but you know what God was moving and through the leadership of that school they let him speak and the and God is moving. God is speaking. And there were, there were young people. I actually showed up at the high school right after. And they said, you know what? I was able to really focus on what God had. That God was moving and speaking. And this was on Wednesday this week. And then on Thursday at a, at a local middle school, this is the school I work at so at at a middle school that is supposed to be a Christian school I mean it is a Christian school but there are so many students that come to our school come to Desert Christian middle school that don't normally go to church that aren't Christians and Pastor Mark gave a word he talked about community he talked about needing to be in relationship with god and can i tell you that the holy spirit fell in that room the holy spirit fell in that room we weren't sure that since most of them don't go to church and most of them actually don't even say that they're christian we weren't sure if There was gonna be no response in that room. We weren't sure if there was gonna be crickets. We weren't sure if there was gonna be silence with uh, middle schoolers just staring at us. But when we called up their teachers, when we called up staff and said, you know what, we're just gonna make make room, we're gonna make space, and if you want prayer, come up to the front. And in that moment, literally hundreds of students came forward. Hundreds of students came forward. Hundreds of students came forward wanting to wanting to get prayer, wanting to have a relationship with God, wanting to pray for their family members, wanting to pray for their friends, wanting to lift up the conditions in their lives. And there was just a hunger in that room. And I'm sensing that there is a hunger this song came to my heart this week and if if it resonates with you this morning I encourage you I encourage you to get out of your seat. I encourage you to allow God to move and work in your heart and it's not that God can't work where you're sitting. It's not that God says that you have to come to the front to the altar but I'm going to encourage you guys if this song resonates with you I want you to come up to the front. I want you to fill in the empty gaps. I want you to fill in all the aisle spaces. And it doesn't matter if you're a middle schooler like the middle schoolers uh, that I was with where the Holy Spirit fell. You can be even younger than a middle schooler. And God wants to move. God wants to work in your life. So I encourage you, step out. You can be older than a middle schooler. You can be much older than a middle schooler. And God wants to use you. God wants to work and God wants to move. So as we sing, as we sing and give God praise, would you make it a moment where you just invite him in? It goes like this. And hungry, I come to you For I know
1: you have satisfy and I am empty, empty
2: But I know I your love
0: Does not run dry Sing the next part, so, why I? so I am So I am Begin to move in this place. Begin to step out for you and
2: am for
0: Broken, I run. Broken, I run to you for
2: your
0: arms. Yes, God, your arms are open wide, and we step out right now. And I am weary, but yes, God, your touch restores my life.
2: So we press
0: in. So we press in and we wake up. expected we are so hungry we are desperate for you we are desperate for your love which is so much bigger than anything else there is no one else like you God and we are desperate for your move
5: There's a specific invitation to do exactly this, to, to posture yourself before the Lord this morning. This song is an invitation, falling on our knees before the King of Kings. It's an awareness of who we're singing to this morning. Would you, would you join us as we sing again?
2: for yeah. you yeah.
6: given you an invitation to let go let it go any doubts any worries any burdens the things you're holding tight onto because you love them let them go He wants, to, he wants to take care of that for you. You just gotta let go. It doesn't have to look a particular way. You don't have to fix everything. He wants to take care of all of that for you. Lay it at his feet.
4: all your cares, cast all your cares, he cares for you, oh cast all your cares, cast all your cares, he cares for you. trust him? Will you trust him? He cares for you. He cares for you. Will you trust him? Will you trust him? He cares for you. He cares for you.
5: We did not plan for this moment. But the Lord has been preparing us for this moment. Right where you are, don't move. Right where you are, let me tell you a story. You might know this story. February the 8th, a pastor stepped up to the pulpit in an old chapel and preached a sermon to a bunch of young people. He just preached the text for the day, it was Romans twelve. Begins with, let your love be without hypocrisy. He went for about 10 verses, said, There's a million commands in here, and he just went line by line, and he said, How are you doing with your love? How are you doing at loving God? How are you doing at loving your neighbor? How are you doing at loving your enemy? God loves you more than you could possibly understand. And then at the end, of a very simple sermon. He invited a bunch of college kids to just respond to and receive the love of Jesus. And they did. In fact... They responded to the love of Jesus with such intensity, with such commitment and fervor and hunger and desperation that today, as I am telling you these words, there are people that have still not left that chapel since that day. That happened in Kentucky at Asbury University. A sustained Move of God for 11 days. Not because of any fanfare, but because of hunger. In fact, it's so profoundly moving that other young people on other college campuses began to go, just without permission, without asking, without any schedules, just going into the chapels on their college campuses and began to pray. Smith University. Sustained prayer revival. Now there are multiple college campuses across the nation where there are young people and old people alike in rooms together just coming before the Lord in prayer and praise simple no hype no emotional manipulation just hungry people seeking the presence of God and saying God thank you that you are here I began to watch this unravel and unfold and spread around the nation and from Kentucky I began to watch see what God was doing and I asked a lot of questions and every time I went to ask a question God just said that's not the important question so what what about this question God no that one's not important until finally I only had one question left and it's the question I've been asking for about a week now and in earnest for about 48 hours. God, would you do it here? God, would you do what you started in Kentucky in my heart? Would you do it here? God, would you do it For my friends, would you do it here, God? Would you do it in my church? Would you do it in my family? Would you do it where I teach? Would you do it where I sit and talk and drink coffee with friends? Would you do it here? There's a lot lot to be said. I mean, there are so many words to be said, and they'll be said, and books will be written about what happened in Asbury and what is still happening in Asbury. I don't know that now is the time for many words. I think now is the time to respond to an invitation. I just have such a sense that the Lord is saying, I'm so pleased that a group of people in Lancaster, California, with very little prompting, were so hungry for the Lord that this was the response already. And God says, I have not even begun to do yet in you what I have in my mind to do. There are three things, and and I know that's I know I know me saying there are three things sounds like I'm segueing into a planned sermon. I promise you that during prayer this morning the Lord told me there are three things that He wants to do today. Please, Please trust me that even though I did write these three things down in my journal this morning, it is that fresh. It is that, it's that raw. I mean, also know that I have a really good sermon that I wrote. It's good. It's about Jesus. <laughs> Robert said, I hope so. It is. It's, it's a good sermon. Okay, thing number one. The Asbury revival, and I uh, make no beans calling it a revival. Um, We call it a revival when God revives his people. Um, So the Asbury revival, uh, interestingly enough, I I won't bore you with history lessons, but um, it's not the first time it's happened in that room. In the 1970s, it happened for 10 straight days. Um, And then interestingly, those people then uh, left the chapel and they went. And what they did was a, was a catalytic beginning portion of what we now know in, in church history is the Jesus people. The hippies for Jesus. And that's significant because there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on a generation of young people who then took it so seriously they went and told their friends. And their friends were so deeply moved by the movement of God that they then became followers of Jesus in a revival and an awakening happened but it began with people under 25 it, it did then and, it, and it's the same now so if you're over 25 years old I'm raising my hand we'll get to you in a minute oh I've been praying for you for days the Lord has a word for you today but we're going to begin with The people that god has begun with it's not a value judgment it doesn't mean that young people are better than us but man i love to put them first and i think god does too so three places in scripture that the lord drew my attention to today and the first one is related to you young people Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost. In a moment like this one. There's probably a little less electric guitar happening, but, but in a moment like this one, people unified to pray. It says, suddenly there was a sound like a rushing wind in the room and tongues of fire were suddenly over the heads of each of the people in the room and they began to praise God and speak in other tongues. This is the very first time that the Holy Spirit in the New Testament church under the new covenant moved onto the church as Jesus said that they would, that, that he would send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came onto the church, onto a young church. Which, a, a church most likely full of young people. But in Acts chapter 2 um, there, was, there was a noise that happened, there was some commotion that happened and, and then there was a response that happened from the crowd and the onlookers and the outsiders and, um, and there was all of this talking and commotion and uh, Peter who if you read your Bible you know Peter and you, you know what he says here but let me just remind you it says, Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and proclaimed with them, they were worried that these people were drunk. He says, fellow Jews and all you residents of Jerusalem, let me explain to you and pay attention to my words for these people are not drunk as you suppose since it's only nine in the morning. On the contrary, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So He refers to Joel chapter two, a prophecy. And he says, he says, what's happening today is what Joel told us would happen. It will be in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Dreams. We make a hill of beans out of that. The difference between a vision and a dream is whether you're awake or sleeping when it happens. The point is, regardless of your age and what you're doing in the moment, God will intervene, interrupt, and disrupt your life to show you the purposes of the kingdom. And all the old people in the room are like, I'd like a nap. God can speak to me while I'm dreaming. That sounds great. God can speak to the young people while they're running, give them visions. But he says, I will pour out my spirit on my servants in those days, both men and women, and they will prophesy. He goes on to say, I will display wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. And he he goes on to say this, basically he's painting a picture. This is what I'm going to do in the last days and it's going to continue until what you read about in the, the book of Revelation. Young people, if you're under the age of 25, I'm now old enough to be able to call you a young person. So young people, today, the word of the Lord is, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your lives will be different because of it. the beautiful thing about the kingdom of heaven is that God never forces anything on anyone who doesn't want it. So, you heard Deb say this earlier, and I'm going to repeat it again. Everything God is doing today is an invitation. So, young people, you are invited today to receive the Holy Spirit. I asked my daughter Hannah how we should respond to what God is doing in Asbury. And and she I said if if you were to tell the church Life Church what to do in response to Asbury. What would you tell them? She said I would have all of the older people lay hands on all of the younger people and pray for them. I also asked Selah, and she said, I would send them money so that the kids that don't want to leave the chapel don't have to leave. So if anyone wants to make a special offering to Asbury University today, I mean this sincerely, we will send it to them and say, bless the kids that are praying in the chapel with this money. It's a good good heart. Yeah, so let's just do it. Um, Here's the invitation. If you're under 25 years old and you would like to receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you are hungry for what God wants to do in and through your life, and you would say, and and by the way, I'm not asking you if you understand everything that God wants to do. I don't understand. I I have a doctorate in ministry and I don't understand what is happening right now in this moment except that God is in control, okay? So I'm not asking your brain, I'm asking your heart. I'm asking your spirit. If you're under 25 years old and you would say, I want everything that God has for me, I'm gonna ask you to do something courageous. And I know a lot of us are sitting down, but can we stand right here in this front area? If you're under 25 years old, if you're older than 25, I need to ask you to make some space. You're gonna have a job to do in a second because Hannah gave us some really good advice. Okay, um, C- come and come and make some room over here, guys. Kind of scoot this way a little bit. Good. Keep it moving a little bit. Andrew, will you come this way a little bit?
4: Yeah. There you
5: go. Mark is trying to sneak in with the under 25 crowd. (laughs) Okay. Now if you're over 25, I'm gonna put some disclaimers on this because this is really, really important. If you are if you fall into these categories, if you are over 25 years old, you are a disciple of Jesus. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, this is not making. I'm not making a list of who's the better Christians in the room. I'm just saying these are the people we want to lay hand, have lay hands on. These people, right? Filled with the Holy Spirit, not some other spirit. And this is your church. If you're visiting with us, we're going to pray with you and for you in a moment. If, if this is your church, you are over 25, you follow follower of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, and you want to pray over young people, would you come? There's no fanfare in this moment. Would you just come and begin to lay hands on these young people and pray an anointing over them? And the anointing is as simple as this, Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, anoint young people as you're standing here in this moment I invite you to do this take your hands like this like you're going to receive something from God so palms up in front of you and all you need to say in this moment is Holy Spirit I receive Holy Spirit I receive people is people are laying hands on you i want to just invite you to begin to to pray out loud out of your mouth you can pray things like say things to god like thank you jesus i receive the baptism of your holy spirit today i receive the fullness of what you have for me today just begin to give god some prayer and praise Begin to pray in the spirit around these young people, friends. One of the markers of this thing that God is doing is that some of us older folks would just get out of the way for a minute and be led by the passions in the heart of this generation. And so I just want to ask as you're, as you're standing here, young people, if the Lord is inviting you to give Him praise. Or to say something back to Him. I started that sentence like it was going to be a question, but it's more of a statement. I just want you to know you're invited. You don't have to wait. You don't. You don't need a degree.
7: God just so simply said to me, "I am here." That there was nothing else really to it. Just I am here. He accepted. This invitation that we've been singing to him, come rest on us. And he truly has done that for us. And it's just so beautiful. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Pray for, Pray for us. Oh, okay. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for this moment that you have given us, that you allow us to just feel your presence more than usual right now, God. I thank you for how you are blessing the young people and the old people equally right now, God. I thank you so much that you're here with us, God, that we may know that you are here with us, God. Please don't end this moment right now, but continue it as we move from here on out. In your name, amen.
5: Thank you. Not every response to this invitation is to come and steal the microphone from your uncle. <laughs> um, but I'll give it to will We'll give another moment. Elijah whispered in my ear a minute ago, if the word safety means anything to me. And I said, does it mean anything to you? And he said, I don't know. I just keep hearing the word safety. God, we thank you that you are safe. God, we thank You that in You, we are safe. And Those of us with authority around these young people would say in the name of Jesus that anything that is working against their safety would be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit, you are so good. You are so good. Can you take another moment and just give him some, some praise? Just lingering. There's a couple things that I can see that are happening right now. I just want to let God do what he's doing. <laughs> I heard Alan Hood, who runs international prayer ministry this week, I heard him saying this. I wrote it down. It says, Nothing replaces long-loving attentiveness to his revelation. Young people, the invitation is this. Don't be quick to leave his presence. There are so many things pulling on your attention, on your heart, on your identity, on your purpose. So many things. You're being raised in a world that invites you to put your focus on so many other things so quickly that it is hard for you to just be still. God, would you breathe onto these young people an anointing of long, attentive presence with you? To love your word. To love you. To love neighbor. To love enemy. and To be able to express all of that love. Because we have looked so long at you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Okay. Are we not done? Do you have something to say? Okay. I was going to move on. We're not done.
8: (laughs) Um, Marissa, come here. Obviously, we believe in a God who speaks. God is personal. He's not just personal, but he's a father. And I always give you hope. And when I looked over as you were in worship, and I looked over, and I said, my daughter's here. And that's how the Lord sees you. He sees you as his daughter. He has much more to do in you. I see you like a Mary. Where you're going to sit down and spend time with him and his feet. There's much more he wants to do in you and through your life. He's calling you his daughter. He wants you to spend more time with him. And the Lord said, as you begin to pursue me, I'm going to begin to reveal heaven and earth to you. My love love is going to begin to fill your life. Our child I break free from the past and the strong that you've been wrestling with the things that have been tying you down and pulling you back the Lord says I'm ready to break you free I'm ready to make you whole I'm ready to make you new my daughter he's calling
4: Marissa, Marissa. I want you to remember back when you were little we had vacation Bible school and we it was Viva something <laughs> and every time we yelled Viva your hands were fully extended. And I I can so clearly see you doing that. So that's your, your praise. As as Marcus said. As God is allowing you to do that, you're going to be able to lift those hands so high and shout with all your might what He is saying to you, okay? Okay.
8: Come here. Victoria, there's such a fight in you. You have such a loud voice. You have so much more to say that God wants you to begin to open up your mouth to say. And there's a wrestling that's been happening. But God is breaking you free from the strongholds in the past. The very things that He's caused, the very things that's been causing your mouth um, to shut down, the Lord wants you to begin to open up your mouth in praise. There is a fighter in you, and there's a wrestling. I can see you speaking loudly to young women who've been abused, who've been broken. I can see you standing with them to bring them out of darkness and allow them to see God's presence. The Lord has much more to do with you at your age. And I see there's a grace, says the Lord, upon your life. A grace to minister. A grace to cry out. As you begin to walk with me, says the Lord, I'm going to begin to strengthen your steps. that your steps are going to begin to become firm and firm as you continue to pursue me. Watch as I move through you and with you. And watch as I build such a friendship with you and a heart for you. Thank you, Lord God, for Victoria. Thank you, Lord God, for breaking free. Thank you, Lord God, for using her, Lord God, and breathing your life into her right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you for moving, for moving through Victoria, for strengthening her steps, Lord God, that there will be no mishaps, That there will be no stepping out of line. But every step that she takes, Lord God, will be in line with your will. And I thank you, Lord God, for your outpouring and for your work in Victoria right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
5: Okay, God is good, he's at work, he's at work. Young people, Carter, do you raise your hand like it's class? you have something to say or are you just worshiping Jesus? All right, do you need, get your,
6: um, I just heard God say dedication this morning.
5: In, in what sense? Like we be dedicated or God? What, what, do you, what do you think dedication means? Both. Like we are dedicated to the Lord? Yes. And what else?
6: That we have to build up what has been broken down in us.
5: How, how do How do you think God thinks we should do that?
6: By praising and worshiping him.
5: That's the word of the Lord. Carter, thank you. Okay. So Carter Carter's right. We're going to we're going to do it. There's work to be done. Can you help Carter can you help me with the work that needs to be done still today? Okay. All right. So, second verse. Ezekiel 37 Um, Ezekiel 37 Ezekiel has a vision an angel takes him to a valley of dry bones and as you read through this vision Ezekiel is told by this angel speak to the bones and he speaks to the bones and there's a rattling and the bones come back together and there's all of a sudden at the end of the speaking of the bones there's a bunch of dead bodies it's kind of a gross vision But then the angel of the Lord says, speak to the bodies. Sorry. Speak to the wind. Speak to the wind. He speaks to the wind, and all of a sudden the wind blows and comes into the bodies. And it says, I think it's verse 10, that says, and Ezekiel saw standing before him an exceedingly great army. So these dead bodies were brought back to life And they were brought back to life wearing the clothes that they died in. They were an army. God brings an army back to life. That sounds like revival. Young people. You are growing up in a world that is designed to keep you down but your parents your aunts and uncles and your grandparents we have been torn down we are hurting and we are weary and we need the same god that you just encountered this morning the the Lord answered a question I've been asking for three days. God, what do you have for people over 25? And just this morning as I was in prayer, the Lord reminded me of Ezekiel 37. And so, young people, I'm going to ask you, if you would just do this, would you just like part the Red Seas of your of your bodies for a second and just like move to the sides of the room? Just that way, just... I feel powerful when I do that. I don't know. I should stop. How you doing, Bennett? Still good? Um, if you're over 25 years old, the Lord says, today I want to bring you back to life. Uh, Esby's, guys, there's no, I don't know what to do today. Esby's staring at me like she has something to say. Do you have something that you need to say before we pray for people? I saw. Just, yes, you do? Okay.
6: Before you said that, I saw a vision, I saw like a vision, and I saw a river. And when you said separate, I saw the river flowing. And God said to jump in the river. Do not be afraid. There is healing in that river. There's healing. Jump in. Do not be afraid.
5: You want to show us what that looks like, SP? Okay. So, So we talked to people under 25 and said, if you want to receive... The move of the Holy Spirit in your life today. Come up front. Now the invitation, and I'm going to have to ask our, our younger folks to make a little bit more room. Can, can, can we just say, if you're over 25 years old today, and you would say, I need a touch of the Lord in my life. I have been walking with Jesus, and I'm weary. It's, it's been years or months. All the way up to the front. Don't be shy. All the way up to the front. Come stand by Espy. all the way up to the front you would say god i want to get in that river i want i want what you have for me today revive my dry bones there's there's room there's room right in here guys come on make some room up here come close you can go all the way up this way got space over here Young people, young people, will you just begin to come behind these folks here and just just do this. Just take your hands, like your palms out, and go like this towards them. You don't need to touch them, just like pointing your hands towards these folks. And would you just pray that they would get from God what you just got from God? Just begin to pray. You don't need a doctorate degree to pray for people. You just need the Holy Spirit, and you just got it. Just begin to pray. Out loud with your mouth. And if you don't know what to say, just say this. Holy Spirit, move on these people right now. Holy Spirit, move right now. And if you're standing here because you came up here and said, I want my dry bones to be revived, then you begin to praise the Lord like you just came to life. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive a revival in your heart today. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive healing where you need it. Holy Spirit, move through these people standing here in your presence today. Move through them. And Holy Spirit, as you move, Jesus, heal. Jesus, send your Holy Spirit. Jesus, anoint and baptize. Jesus, fill and heal and call and equip and fill, heal, call, equip,
3: We have been conditioned by a world that has said, tone down your faith. It's too much for us. It's too scary. It's too unknown. It causes me to have to make decisions to change my life, and I don't want to hear it. We have been conditioned by a world that has tried to quiet us, to silence our faith, to tell us to be be quiet and not be loud about our Jesus. And I just believe that there is a breaking off of a sound barrier that has just tried to cover us up, my generation. That has tried to cover us up so that we could seem more approachable, <laughs> that we could seem more welcoming more accepting, and there is nothing more accepting than Jesus. There is nothing more life-giving than Jesus. So I stand here for my generation, and I say no more, the sound barrier is off in Jesus' name. Let my generation rise up to proclaim the good news of the gospel confidently, boldly, To not steer away from the truth in love. To not steer away from proclaiming scripture that is life giving. That is no longer timid about saying, Neighbor, Jesus loves you. You don't have to be bound, you don't have to be held up any longer. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Lord, would you outpour upon these people today, Lord? For a community that needs you, for a community that is desperate but does not know it yet, let us be the ones to tell them. Lord, would you bless the feet of those who bring good news? Bless the feet of those who bring good news. Lord, would you anoint their voices, Lord, to speak truth? Lord, would there be an outpouring right now in Jesus' name? Because you're all we want, Lord. You're all we want, Lord. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. us.
5: Andrew.
9: Hi
7: Pastor Tim. <laughs> I felt that a lot of us probably feel that we are existing as dead and that we can't exist as alive without God's breath flowing through us. And I see so many beautiful people here right now and I see God's breath flowing through all of you. And I think we need to help introduce people who feel they're existing as dead to God so he can flow <laughs> through us cuz it's just it's that's the best thing we can do for anyone. So I've never felt so connected to the people around me before than today in this place. So it's been it's been really great. I just thank you guys so much for loving me and I love you all. And I know we all just we love each other so much. It's, it's so great.
0: So I'm sorry.
5: Okay, all right, I have a third one. <laughs> and I, I know what it is. And Andrew didn't know what it is. Um, but before we get to it, we have to worship together some more. Are you in a state where you can play bass? <laughs> <laughs> Chris is looking at me like he's just messed up right now. (laughs) Um, Okay, you you can stay right here. Um, Andrew, what you just said is is the segue into um, the third thing that the Lord said to me he wants to do with us today. And so it's really important that we we respond to this statement. Some of us feel like we are living as dead. Right? (laughs) Right? We're gonna sing this other song. Um, we're just gonna to sing together. We're gonna to worship together. The appropriate response. We say this at Life Church all the time. The appropriate response, right? What do free people do? They worship, right? So we're gonna worship. And then God has one more thing that He wants to say to us that He that He told me about. He may have more things that He wants to say, but He told me He has one more thing that He wants to say to us. Can we just worship together for a minute? And then, um, and by the way, I just want to draw your attention to my young friend Connor over here, who brought his drumsticks and his drum pad, and he, and he put him, he put him on the stage. He just like, he just snuck his way up here, and he's going to join the worship team today. You gonna play drums with us today? All right. Can we, can we worship? You want to start us? Count us in, Connor. Click us in. There
1: we go. And I searched the world, but it
0: couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise, treasures that fade, never enough. Then you came alone and put me back together.
2: And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. We sing it out. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you.
1: To show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me great. Just the God of the mountains It's the God of the
2: valley,
1: and there's not a place where mercy and grace won't find me again. Let's put our hands together. Hey.
0: Yeah. I need some loud voices to declare it this morning. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes.
1: You turn shame into glory.
2: You're the only one who gets Morning, You turn morning to dancing.
1: You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one.
2: You turn seasons into highways. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn graves into gardens. You turn poles into armies. You turn seasons the highway. You're
0: hands up better than you oh there's nothing. nothing nothing is better than
2: you there's nothing better than you God
1: You give beauty for
2: ashes You turn shame into glory You're the only one who can You turn graves into gardens You turn both into harvest you, you, you turn seas into highways Vale!
5: King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim, if you've been coming on Wednesday nights, you know what that is. Seraphim were standing above him. They each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. In other words, the presence of God is so profound that the angels who exist for the purpose to praise God in His throne room, cannot even look upon Him. And Isaiah was gifted the opportunity to see the Lord. One of these seraphim called to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorways shook at the sounds of their voices. And the temple was filled with smoke. Have you ever been in a moment where you are just in awe of the presence of God. Sounds like a dumb question. Some of you are like, right now? Isaiah, he sees what he sees. And he's moved. Okay, I wasn't planning on saying this, but um, can I just undo something for you for a second? We are not into emotional manipulation and forcing you to feel the presence of God and therefore because you felt a thing. That's how we know you felt the presence of God. But don't think for a second that God is not intimately involved in your feelings. manipulate your emotions but you are welcome to have them before the Lord and there are moments where you see something that God is doing and you just say I am undone Isaiah says woe, woe is me for the young people in the room means oh no Woe is me, for I am ruined. I'm ruined because I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and because my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. I'm ruined. I'm undone. I'm dismantled before God. I'm aware of my sin and I'm aware of our sin. I'm aware, God, that I have failed you and your church has failed you. I live among a people of unclean lips, and I have unclean lips as well. I am undone before you, God. In the face of your holiness that causes angels to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies with such ferocity that the foundations of the very temple in which you sit is shaken to its core. I am undone in your presence, God. And this God, who has said nothing in this story so far, this God who has just been worshipped, been observed and gazed upon by just his very presence just by looking at him undoes people this same God speaks but not before something incredibly significant happens it says then one of the seraphim flew, to me and in his hand was a glowing coal and he had t- that he had taken from the altar with tongs he touched my mouth with it and said now that this has touched your lips your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for yeah. and that's fantastic in the old testament to see that someone's sin can be atoned for and what we understand on this side of the cross is that Jesus becomes the burning coal that atones for our sins Jesus becomes the cleansing agent of the kingdom of heaven. And that there is something before we hear God speak to us this third thing that I believe He wants to speak to us today. There is something of a response that has to take place. Andrew said, many of us feel like we are dead, alive. And Jesus said, I came that you would have life. The enemy has come to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they might have life overflowing to the fullest, life abundantly, life contagious. So before we hear God say this third thing that he wants to say to us today as a church, I think that there's something that he wants to say to us as people, as individuals. we stand before God and we worship and we say there is nothing better than you God we are undone in your presence the question that we have to answer is has God cleansed your life one of the markers of this move that started in Asbury is the marker of repentance and confession of sin which leads to salvation forgiveness And this would be the moment where we would say an angel will not fly from, the, from the, the, the throne of God Almighty with tongs and a coal and cleanse your lips today. But Jesus spread out his arms and died on a cross for you. And the invitation is still here today. Would you be cleansed by the blood of Christ? If there is a place in your life where you would say, I have walked with Jesus and also with my sin. And today is your invitation to come and say, Jesus, cleanse my life. And if there is a person in this room who would say, I have not committed my life to Jesus and I am watching some people engage invitations from God today and I want what they have, but I don't feel like I'm in your club. then I would just say to you, the arms of Jesus have opened the doors of the kingdom for you and that you are welcome into the kingdom of heaven and all you must do. Is It says in Romans is believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth and you will be saved. And if I'm talking to you right now, then I just want you to say these words. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died and rose again, and I put my faith in you now for salvation. as you put your faith in Jesus, or maybe you have had your faith in Jesus, and I'm talking to you right now in this moment, and you would say, I need to be cleansed of my sins before God. Then you would say this with me now, Jesus, I receive the cleansing work again of your blood over my life. I repent of my sins and I leave them at this altar. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit for a walk marked by purity. Cleanse us, God, as we come before you undone by your presence. Cleanse us, God we receive your cleansing what this means is that we walk out of here with no shame and no guilt the heaviness you come to the altar with leave it here leave it here feel the overpowering weight of God in your life for sure but leave the weight of your sin at the altar free people worship and free people worship and free people worship And I heard the voice of the Lord asking, Who should I send? Who will go for us? Because there has never been a move of God in the earth that was meant to stop at the first person that received it. ever, not a single one, never once has God ever moved in a person's life and then said, that's all I wanted. That was enough for me. Don't share that with anybody. Keep that to yourself. God says, who will go for us? Who can I send? So Isaiah says, I imagine with cracking voice, Here I am. Send me. And he replied, Go. And he gave a message that was specifically designed for the people that God was sending Isaiah to go to. And God will do the same for you. He will give a message specifically designed for the people that he will send you to go to. Will you go? will you be sent will you be a sent one the gift of the apostle in ephesians 4 is the apostle me, literally means sent one someone commissioned and sent will you be a sent one and the anointing of the apostle is the one who would would go and create movements of the kingdom of God wherever they went. So there's a repentance and a cleansing, and then there's a commissioning and an anointing. Long have been the days when we said the word leader came with a position in a local church. coming again are the days when the word leader means any person that recognizes and takes seriously that they have a voice in at least one other person's life and so the third thing that the Lord said to do today is to pray for the leaders Pray for the leaders, not the people with the positions. I mean them too, but um, but the people with the voice, the sent ones, the ones who would say, "Here I am, send me." If that's you, would you just simply put your hands up out before you, before the Lord? Just to say god i identify myself before you this is me i want to be anointed today a sent one a sent one send me god god with our hands extended before you today We repeat the same heart that Isaiah expressed when he saw you in your fullness of your glory. And we thank you, God, with our hands extended before you today for your presence here today. We thank you, God, that we do not need a vision of the throne room before our very eyes to be able to experience Your presence, but Your presence has invaded the world and invaded this church and invaded our lives. And so with our hands extended before You today, hearing You say, who would go for me? Who can I send? I say before You, here I am, send me. Send me, God. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Send me. Thank you, Jesus. no one too old or too young to be sent by God. Send us, God. Commission us. Anoint us. Fill us. Give us a word. Give us a vision. Give us direction. Give us a field of ministry, a missions field. Speak to each of us, Holy Spirit. When you say go, what do you say next? Who do we go to? What do we say when we get there? Tell us, Holy Spirit. Anoint our ears to hear your word. What the Spirit of the Lord would say through our mouths to the people that we encounter. God, would you give us the anointing, that apostolic sent one anointing, and would you give us the anointing of the evangelist, that we would go, that we would speak, that we would share the gospel, preaching the good news with our lives and with our words wherever we go. We are tired of coming here to do church. God, we bring it with us wherever we go. We come back here to encounter you. And we go back out to share what we hear. Commission us, God. Send us, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
2: God.
7: Thank you, God.
5: Right where you're at, begin to pray for the people that the Lord would put on your heart and your mind. As you ask God, where would you send me to? Who are the people that come to your mind? Begin to pray for them. Begin to... And when I say pray, I mean begin to say, God, send me to them and save them. Send me to them and revive them. Send me to them and speak a better word than the word that they're living right now. Send me to them, the living and the dead. Send me, God. Send me to them. Name them by name. Who, who, who is God putting on your heart and your mind right now in this moment? Name them before the God, before the God of heaven's army. Send me. Send me, God, to them. God, prepare the hearts of the people that we name before You now. Prepare them even now to hear a word from the Lord, to receive the fullness of the kingdom, to be saved by the name and the blood of Jesus, to be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, to be delivered and set free. Send us, God.
7: Over and over again, in my head, throughout this whole worship moment that we've been having, God has been saying this word to me, which is dianu uh, and that's Hebrew. It means that it would have been enough. But And what it, I feel like God is saying to me through it is that it would have been enough for today just to be a regular Sunday. We listen to the sermon, we go home, we continue living our lives the same way we have been. But instead, what God is doing today is calling us into something deeper, into something that is more than enough for us, that God would fill us with his spirit and that we would be overflowing with it. Yes, God. God, I thank you so much for this moment that you have kept up with us. God, I thank you that your spirit is here with us, Lord. I pray that you would just allow us to remain here, remain focused on you, even if we move out of this room, God, that you would stay with us and we would stay in this feeling with you, God, in your name.
5: Amen. Greg, will you come here? Tammy, will you come here? Just, just even right there. Um, Stand next to each other. You're married. Um, I don't know if you guys know Greg and Tammy yet. and I don't want to make a big deal about this, but I just I have to be obedient to the Lord. I'm standing here and I'm looking at you in the back and I'm watching you just praying over our church. Greg the Lord just says, "Call this man a pastor." Will you let me do that? I, I do have the microphone. <laughs> there's no, there's really no way that most of you in this room could know why this is an incredibly significant moment. But I, but I will only say this, and then the rest of this is Greg and Tammy's story. But I would just say to you that Greg is an ordained minister in the Foursquare Church. He's He's, he's been a pastor. In fact, he's, he's been a pastor at this church. And Greg and Tammy have had a journey. And they have faithfully served the Lord and pastored. And they came into this church coming home. And saying, we're not coming with any expectations or questions or title requests or any of that. We're just coming to be at church. And there's a lot of things that God has done since they walked in the doors for the first time. And I just wanted wanted, I mean, yeah, I, I have wanted to say this for a long time. But but under the obedience of the Lord today, Greg and Tammy, just hear the Lord say, At Life Church, you are Pastor Greg. So, God, thank you for that. We receive the ways that you, in your wisdom, give authority to people that we can trust. So, God, we believe that you are doing something even right now in this moment. And we speak over Greg and Tammy. an authority in this church. Gladly, God, we submit to the places where their authority will shepherd us. Thank you for that. Amen. I, did, I woke up this morning, I didn't see any of this coming.
2: But I felt it.
9: I felt it.
5: <sighs> I have no idea how to end this service, God.
9: what's got God's been doing here today and it's what Who are you? oh sorry my name is Jason <laughs> hi and it's just been amazing and I've been reflecting on that we've seen what God's been doing in a handful of individuals here and also knowing that God is doing so much more in the rest of us here um, remember, reflect on what God has done here today. And one of the things that God said to me was, I wanna make sure I get the words right. Was it something elaborate that you did here today? Or was it something simple? And of course it was something simple. And as we wrap up and end, these doors and although it was easier to do the simple thing that we did here in a group with other people that are doing the same thing this is what we can take out with us the identity that God has shown you here today we carry that with us and we have to work to not forget it because that's what happens out there as we get distracted remember what God has done here today in you remember this feeling this moment that is who God has called you to be and the exciting part is you can take who you used to be the starting point and who God has called you to be who he is continuing to show you your identity who he made you to be all of that is for his glory and all of that is how we win by the blood of the lamb and our testimony so God has called you all warriors, and the way we win is simple. There are different tools, but it's simple. We remember who we are. We learn who he is, and through that, we learn who he's making us to be. And we get to share that with other people out there. This building is not the church. We are the church. This building only gets to be the church when we're in it. the the building only gets to be the church when we're in it and when we're in that river floating downstream God sending us who knows where to who knows who we get to share who we used to be who we are and who we're becoming because of the blood that Jesus shed for us and when we do that it doesn't matter if you haven't been through much, or you've been through a lot. You get to share that, and somebody that either has been through much or hasn't been through much gets to look and say, "Man, I, I think I want to jump into that." And then they get to be the part of the church too, and that's that's our identity. So let's go.
5: Okay. Um, I got it. um, (laughs) There are a lot of things still brewing in this room, right? Still, there are a lot of things still percolating. Sorry weird word, but the invitations are to come and to go to come and to go to come into his presence, receive everything that he has for us and to go right so how we're going to end is we're going to not end we're going to send It was so right, somebody's phone started playing a song. Like, I know that there's some things that the Lord say, is saying to me that I need to do, that I need to sit with, and that I need to say. Um, and, and that's probably true for some of you in the room, too. And if you feel like you have a word for someone in this room, I'm going to turn this microphone off in a minute, and it'll be the last, like, no more microphone moments for the day. All relational moments from from that this point on, okay? And so if you stay here for a while and linger and sit and talk and pray, then stay here and sit and talk and pray. Prophesy to each other. Pray with each other. Bless one another. If, if I mean, if you came in and you need deliverance from something, come up and get prayer. Like, we'll stay and pray for you and pray with you. Um. But I'm going to turn this microphone off. Um, And you will be sent. So I bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Be sent from this place. And as you go, may you be filled with the Spirit. And may you overflow the Spirit of God wherever you go. May your life be a testimony to the power and the presence of the love of Jesus. May you take courage with you. May you see God close the mouth of lions before you. may you by the Holy Spirit be given words to speak and may you speak them may you by the work of your hands, the word of your mouth change the world be blessed stay and talk and pray, prophesy one to another Go out to lunch and bring this to the habit. Go tell your neighbors what happened today. And the gas station will be open again at 10 a.m. next Sunday. Come and get filled up. (laughs) Amen. Only turning the mic back on so that the people online can hear what Marcus says right now. We love you, online friends.
8: Well, Pastor Tim thought the service was going to end that way, but the service is going to end with us praying for our pastors. Um, the word says that honor, give honor where honor is due, and to honor those who speak the word of God over your life so um, if we can stretch out our right hand and begin to pray a blessing over them too as well father i thank you right now lord i thank you lord i thank you father god for the call of leadership on each one of their lives lord god I thank you, Lord God, for the mantle that they carry, Father. For the mantle, Lord God, and and the calling, Father, that you've called them to, Lord. I pray for more of your grace upon grace over their life right now, Lord God. Begin to bless them, Lord God, in every area of their lives, Father. Bless them, Father God, with strength and wisdom, Lord God, to continue to lead, Father. To bless them with rest for their physical bodies, Lord. With more time that they need, Father God, to be rejuvenated. To have time for them and their families, Lord God. I'm praying, Lord God, that you would open up these doors. That you would... Supernaturally work in their situations, Father. Where they need miracles, Father, I'm declaring miracles, Father. what they need breakthrough, I'm declaring breakthrough, Father God. Where they need healing, I'm declaring healing in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Let your power rest upon them, Father. Father God, pour out a double portion in their lives, Father. A double portion of your grace, a double portion of your power, a double portion of your anointing, Father to flow through them and their homes, Lord God. Bless their children, Father. Bless them, Lord God, with wisdom, Lord God. Bless their, even some of their, their grandchildren that they have right here, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God, with a fire and a passion for you, Lord God. Keep them, Lord God, watch them, Father. From every attack of the enemy, Lord God, we declare a hedge of protection around them, a hedge of protection around their homes and their families, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that nothing, Lord God, will be able to penetrate them, Lord, and that they will begin to experience, Lord God, more of your presence, more of the fullness of your joy, Lord God, more of the fullness of your goodness, Father. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for them, Lord.
0: spoke a word, you were singing over
1: you have been so, so good to me, yeah. well, I took a breath, you breathed your life in me.
2: You've been so, so kind.
1: I felt the no world you've been
2: It. still you give yourself away, all the overwhelming, never ending reckless love of God. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Still you give your